All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey, and I'm so excited to get started. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. It's just me again. We have a double header solo episode where I just sit and talk to myself. (laughs) I promise more guests are coming, more amazing, incredible guests that you have wanted to hear on the podcast, along with more Real Sober Moms. But today, it's January 29th, which means if you've been doing Dry January, first, I want to say congratulations. And whether that means you, quote unquote, made it the whole month, or if alcohol, you know, snuck its way in and did its thing, but then you realized like, oh, right, right. I forgot. This is why I started this because alcohol makes me feel like shit. That's okay. That's a win too that 
You get to take all of the things you learned with you. There's no pass or fail to this thing. And any break that you give your body from alcohol is a win. And I'm just so proud of you. I'm proud of you for opening your eyes to the truth about alcohol and how you've used it in the past, whether that's to cope or numb or escape or celebrate or, you know, all of the ways we use alcohol or just because we're bored. That's in there too, for sure. So congratulations. Congratulations for being here, for continuing on your journey, whether that means you're going to continue being alcohol-free into February. You know, maybe we should call it free February. I don't know. That sounds pretty good. Or, you know, if you're like, okay, did that. That's done. Thank God. I white-knuckled my way through January and uh, now... I'm not looking back and I'm going to welcome alcohol back into my life. Although, Chris, I feel like if you're listening to this, you're probably not in that last camp. You're probably doing the former and you're saying, okay, I did dry January. I either love it and I love how I feel and I'm so excited to keep going and I have momentum and that's going to carry me. And to you, I say, fuck yes. I hope you don't have little ones around. If you do, just know that this is explicit. I do swear. I try not to swear a lot, but I also try not to not swear. (laughs) I don't really censor myself over here, so I am going to swear sometimes. So yes, I'm proud of you. Good for you. Keep it going. Keep coming back here. Once you have that momentum of not having alcohol in your life and kind of seeing for the first time what life can be without it, and that it's actually not shitty without alcohol. Actually, alcohol was the shit and the muck and the gross and the headaches and the anxiety and all of that shit. Once we figure that out, then we feel safer to start looking back. That's how it was for me. Like Once I kind of got my feet under me, I was like, okay, I'm figuring this out. Like I'm I'm getting those sober firsts done and I'm kind of finding my way in this. Then I really did feel safe to be like, okay, now let me just look. Let me look back. Let me tell some stories that I haven't told maybe ever. Let me share in a safe space. You know, that's why we created the cafe. Let me really start telling the truth about the role alcohol has played in my life. You might want to start doing that. Now that, you know, January's out of the way, you're in it, right? If though, you did dry January and it was kind of like a challenge. You were like, okay, let me just see if I can go 30 days. And like there wasn't elation. The sleep wasn't, you know, that much better. Anxiety's still there. And you're like, you're feeling maybe defeated, but you also still remember maybe your last hangover or how shitty alcohol is. Maybe if you're in that camp and you're kind of like just kind of peeking into February and being like, well, I don't want this to be a forever thing, but I don't know if I want to go back to where I was December 31st or January 1st. I don't know if I want to go back, but I also don't know if I want this to be forever. You're in the right place. Okay? I'm going to take some pressure off you right now. I'm going to say, let's just not worry about forever, okay? We're not going to worry about forever, ever. I know it sounds crazy, but we aren't going to worry about forever. 
And you know what? We're really good at not worrying about forever because we don't do that in any other area of our lives. This forever thing that alcohol does, that somehow sobriety, it seems like we need to answer that question. Okay, so you're not going to drink a highly addictive toxin, but like, is this forever? Like, are you not going to drink it forever? That puts a lot of pressure on us and it's not necessary. Let's talk about what's behind the forever question. That's just fear, right? It's fear of the unknown. It's fear of like, hold on, if I see alcohol as additive to the situation, if I think it makes my life better, if I think it makes situations better, my anxiety better, if it makes me sleep better, if I still see it as being a benefit, then am I going to forever live without it? And that can keep you stuck. And you can stay in that spot and still not drink alcohol, but you can still stay in that spot the whole time. That's what I call bringing alcohol into your sobriety, okay? I see it as this like ball and chain that is like wrapped to you, wrapped to your ankle or your back, and you're just like bringing it with you. And my sobriety, where I sit now at four years sober, I am not afraid of the forever question. I don't ask myself the forever question, just like I don't ask myself the forever like, you know, I did yoga this morning. And I'm like, are you going to do yoga forever? (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? It's just so pointless and and really wasted energy. And more than that, it can hinder and actually it can halt our progress in sobriety. It can get in the way of us deciding to figure out how we use alcohol and then build a full life without it. So we can get stuck in that forever question and we can really let that get in our way. But we're not going to do that. We're going to throw it out. This is why I created the Sober for Good thing. That's why I I made the mugs. That's why it's on my Instagram bio. It's why I say it. If anyone says, is this forever? You can say, well, I don't know about forever. I don't deal in forevers with anything and I'm not going to deal in forevers with alcohol or sobriety. What I do know is that my sobriety is for good. And I have an episode about that. We can link that in in the show notes where I talk about how I look at my sobriety. So, Go listen to that. You know, you can hear all about sober for good and the good of yourself and your family, your mental health, all of these things that happen when we decide to eliminate alcohol. But I want to talk about the what ifs, right? And we do this a lot. You guys, we give alcohol so many passes, first of all, and just so much credit and just so much focus. And that's probably my favorite part about my sobriety is that it's not focused on alcohol because it just doesn't deserve it. It doesn't deserve any amount of my time, my energy, my brain power. But, you know, you might be looking into February, right? And you've done dry January and you felt, you felt okay. You definitely felt better than you did the last time you drank and the last time you woke up with a hangover, but you're not, you don't know. You just don't know. You're still maybe curious. You're still thinking like, ugh, I wasn't quote unquote that bad, which don't get me started. And I say don't get me started, not because you were that bad, but because none of us are bad. Alcohol 
is that bad, right? Here's just a little inside tip. But that's one of the big tricks that big alcohol has done is they've put the onus on us, on the consumer, to control a highly uncontrollable substance. And if you can't, then you're bad. And you're not bad because what they don't want us to do is shine a light on how bad alcohol is, right? And somehow have made this these like qualifications that we think we must meet in order not to drink this horribly addictive substance. That's all bullshit. Just an FYI. So you don't have to be quote unquote that bad in order to find freedom from a really fucking bad substance. Okay. And that's what our goal is here. That's what we focus on. That's what we talk about. I wanted this episode to be the what if you kept going episode. That's why it's titled, What If You Keep Going? Okay? Because a lot of the times we let the what ifs come in and do their little what if thing in our brains. And generally our what ifs are not positive. They don't propel us. They don't motivate us or inspire us. Instead, they like to keep us stuck and little and scared and anxious. They're not real. They're just our brains trying to play tricks on us and and doing the brain thing. I will one day share my story of OCD and postpartum anxiety. My goal is to share it on the podcast. I'm going to sit down, talk to you about how my brain tricked me and how I was in a prison of what ifs and how it sidelined me and how it almost took me down. Okay. And I don't say that lightly. And so first of all, if you are in that cage of OCD and just the the hell on earth that is OCD and intrusive thoughts, whether you're postpartum or just in life, please get help. Please, please, please get help. You are not alone. I love the Howie Mandel commercials that are now out just about OCD and it's nocd.com. This is not at all sponsored, although I would love to work with them and spread the word, but he's doing these ads for nocd.com and, you know, saying that OCD is not this thing where like, oh, I like things clean or I, I need things to be organized. Look at my OCD. Isn't that funny? That is not OCD. And so let's stop joking about, isn't OCD funny? It's not. It's debilitating and terrifying. And if you have it, please get help. There is help. I am still on medicine for it, a low dose that I will probably be on forever. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. My brain now can do so many other things than worry me and taunt me with what ifs. And that's amazing. And so I have this specific perspective on the what if game. Okay. And so I hear a lot of what ifs come up in sobriety, especially in early sobriety or in the sober curious part when it's like, well, what if I go to Rome or I go to Italy and I want to have a glass of red wine? Or what if I want to celebrate with champagne, you know, on Valentine's Day? Or what if I want to 
go on a girl's trip? What if my friends judge me for not drinking? What if my not drinking comes in between my husband and me? What if I don't know how to connect with my husband when I'm not drinking? What if I'm awkward during sex? What if I am socially anxious and parties scare me? What if I have cravings and want to drink? All of these what ifs. You guys, I could go on and on and on, right? As I'm sure you can. And if you are like literally everybody else, then you have, right? We can play the what if game. And I'm telling you, when I say I can play the what if game better than anybody else, I don't want to brag, but I can. Okay. That's just how my brain works. Here's the thing about the what ifs. They're not true. Does our brain know they're not true? And that that's not going to happen, doesn't have to happen, it's just a worry? No. We give our brains a lot of credit that we probably shouldn't. Our brains don't know that that's not true, and then we can start feeling like that's true or it's going to happen, all of that stuff, right? I know all of your worst-case scenario what-ifs, okay? I know them. We talk about them in the meetings. I've been there. I know. And you are not alone. You are not weak for having those thoughts. None of that. Like it's all very normal and it's fear. Okay. It's fear because you've never done it before. You've never been here and we want to control stuff. That's it. Okay. We want to feel like we know what's going to happen and we want to control. And when we don't, we can spiral and we can go into the what if spiral. What I'm asking you to do is as we have, you know, three days left in January, if you're going to allow the what if thoughts in and kind of give them some energy and and worry about them and all of that, I want you to start to train your brain because that's what it is in thinking, what if you keep going? What if it goes better than expected? What if your friends don't ostracize you but support you? What if your relationship with your husband gets better? What if your anxiety gets better? What if sleep gets better? What if when you get to Italy, you are able to experience all it has to offer without letting alcohol in to numb your senses? What if when you are on your Valentine's date, you decide to count on yourself and you come through for yourself and you show yourself that alcohol never was the magic of a date night out? What if you realize that sex is better without alcohol, even if it's a little awkward? What if you realize that you are strong enough to feel socially anxious? And what if we all told the truth that we are all kind of socially anxious? What if you decide that trusting yourself and coming through for yourself and saying you'll do something and then actually doing it is probably the best feeling in the entire world? And what if you just build on that as you keep going into February, into March, into April? What if you keep going? What if? So this is going to be an exercise. You're going to have to do this probably 
day after day after day. And I don't mean, you don't have to have some sort of like fancy journaling process or fancy journal. It just means maybe right now, after you listen to this podcast, you just take out a piece of paper. Listen to the Laura Tremaine episode on journaling PS because she makes journaling so, I I love it because journaling can be intimidating. And I don't mean you have to, there doesn't have to be an outline. There doesn't have to be a plan. There doesn't have to be anything. What if you just write down your top 10 what ifs, but they have to be positive. They have to be inspirational and something that you want to happen and that you want to feel in February when you keep going. Okay. So they can be any of those that I just named. Anything that you're like, okay, you know what? I have a girl's trip coming up. We've done the worst case scenario. I don't have to talk you through that. We know worst case. And P.S. Alcohol, worst case scenario, terrifying, right? Like fucking terrifying. Let's talk best case scenario. What is your best case scenario? What if you went, you decided not to drink, and you had the time of your life? You experienced some like crazy good belly laughs, really great connection, some curiosity and some wonder, like childlike wonder, counting on yourself, all of that good stuff. And so just write it down just so that when you start to spiral in the what ifs of the unknown, you have a thought that you can pivot to. And you could say, oh, right. I don't know. I'm doing that again, which of course you are. It's habit and it's fine and it's normal and it's, you know, we don't have to freak out about it. But you can say, oh, right. We're going to try something new. Okay, brain. I know you're used to doing all of this doomsday stuff. I get it. And that has kept us alive. You know, I know you think that you're doing the heavy lifting and that I need you to do that. But the thing is like, I don't need you to do that for this. Like, I don't need to do the what ifs and all the bad stuff because we're changing and changing is fucking hard. And I'm going to help you. You're going to help me. We're going to do the what if it goes well. Okay. Like, I think even just saying that, you guys, when I was listing off those what ifs of like the bad stuff, I could feel in my body, like I was a little tense. Like my heart started to like ramp it up a little bit. I got a little bit hotter. Like say out loud, repeat after me, you guys, this is weird. I know. And maybe in your car, you're in your kitchen, you're on your walk by yourself with your dog. Your dog's not going to judge you. Your dog loves you no matter what you say. You're in the grocery store in the aisle, but it's okay if people look at you like you're weird. It's fine. We're weird. Weird is great. Okay. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Repeat after me. What if it is better than I expected? What if it all goes so well? Please notice I didn't say, what if it's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life, right? I didn't say, what if I can move mountains? This isn't pie in the sky stuff, okay? This isn't rainbows and unicorns and and not talking about what's real. This is just letting in some hope. That's it. And not delusional hope. This is just me coming to you from four years sober and saying like, no, 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 no. If you could only see, 
like the what ifs, the what ifs that you're, you know, getting wrapped up in and letting take over and causing you to stumble or to halt or to do all this stuff, like just give that other part a try. What if it goes so much better than you'd expected? What if it works out? What if this time is different? What if this time is different than all of the other times that you tried to stop drinking? Because guess what? You're bringing those with you. You've never done this before. We've talked about that. This you has never done this. You've never been this you, who you are today, sitting here saying, what if I keep going? What if? What if I don't answer all of those silly questions that society puts on us? What if I throw out all of the labels? What if I quiet the noise? What if I just turn it down? Turn down the noise. Turn down the noise of society that says you have to label yourself an alcoholic, that you have to abide by some rules, some made-up rules, that I have to be, quote-unquote, that bad? What if I quiet that down? What if I return to myself and what I know and how I feel and what I need? And what if I keep going? I hope you do keep going. I'm going to be here. I'll be in your ear every week. We'll do this together. You guys, I have I have a very exciting announcement. Hold on. Am I going to do this right now or am I going to do this? Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Not only am I going to be in your ear every Monday and bringing you stories of real moms just like you who are figuring this out every Friday. I am over on the cafe and here's a big announcement. We are changing things up. You guys, there is a new Sober Mom Life community and cafe that's launching February 1st. You know, I created the cafe, which is a membership, a monthly membership where we have Zoom support meetings, we have monthly book clubs, we have chats, we have all of the things. I created that because I wanted a place for women, specifically moms, but if you're not a mom, that's okay, to come and just tell the truth. I wanted us to be able to tell the truth about alcohol, about our shame. I wanted to be able to share without judgment. I wanted just a community of women to be able to say like, hey, I I think I've been tricked and I feel shame about this. And I wanted heads to nod and I wanted us all to come together so that we realize that we aren't alone and that we were never alone. Okay. And the cafe has grown so much and I've loved it so much. And I... I'm so excited to announce that we're going to have a new cafe. There are two tiers. It's a completely new space. And so we have the Sober Mom Life community for $5.95 a month. And that is for you if, you know, you don't need the meetings anymore. If you really feel like you have your feet under you, maybe you have some more time in sobriety, but you still need community and connection because we all do. 
So you are going to have your own chats. It's like Facebook, but better. And you, of course, have the free Tuesday meeting. That is all there for you. And it's all going to be in this private community. It's an entirely new platform that you are going to love. There is an app for it. So that is for the community. And we also have a space for the cafe on that same platform, $25 a month. And you are going to get, you're going to have full access to everything. You are going to have cafe exclusive chats. You're going to have cafe exclusive feeds, which is like Facebook, but better. So the social media platform that you're going to be able to connect with women, you're going to be able to find women near you who have similar interests. You're going to be able to DM, to chat, to do all of the stuff that you can do on Facebook. Facebook. You're also going to be able to have all of our meetings there. We have Zoom support meetings, peer support meetings, six days a week, plus more coming. We have our monthly book club. Everything is going to be there. You're going to get discounts on things like the mocktail ebook. We're going to have courses coming. You'll get discounts on those. You'll get access to go on our retreat. We have our retreat in Austin coming up at the end of February. You are going to get all of that for $25 a month. I am so excited. It's launching February 1st. You guys, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Come and join us. Come and join the most supportive, badass women on the internet. And here's the thing about sobriety. Can you do it on your own? Can you do it without a community and connection? You can. You can. It's not as fun It's not as rewarding, as valuable, as colorful without community. It's easier. It's easier to know you're not alone. It's easier to connect with women. It's easier to say, hey, remind me what I know because I forgot it all because it's the witching hour and the kids are driving me crazy. You need community, and I created this one just for you. Come and join us. I'll put the link in the show notes, and keep going keep going, keep coming back, and I'll talk to you right here next Monday. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.